Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, You know, whether you're in Philadelphia or wherever you're from, the world is in chaos right now. And this has been quite the week, just with everything going on with the racial issues and then just with the riots. I mean, it's it's like a war zone. And so thanks mm-hmm. for joining us. We, you know, we started this conversation, I feel like two years ago, yep. when the injustice <laughs> happened with Starbucks and Renthouse and um, just having that conversation of how do we move forward? Where do we go? And just, we wanna continue it today because uh, if the church doesn't get this right, then the world is without hope. And the church is the place of hope. It's, it's the hope of the world. And so Jesus really has given us this responsibility. And so today, hey, come on into my living room. Let's have a conversation. We're gonna talk today because we've been going through this together. And I feel like everything that comes at our city and our, our worlds, we're binding together. Yeah. And as a church, we've been talking about this. We had a conversation the other day just about this as a, as a team, just saying, hey, how, how are we going to move forward? And so welcome to the conversation. Uh, we're sitting down today to talk about how we as a church are gonna make a difference to be a part of the solution. So, hey, grab your, grab your journals, grab, grab something to write on because uh, let's learn together. Uh, I think this is a space that we can all say might be a little uncomfortable. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but today we're saying, chuck that out the window. Yeah. We're gonna be real. We're gonna trust that the Holy Spirit's in this. And we've been in this series, Contagious, uh, talking about being a contagious church that's alive in the spirit. Ain't nothing more alive in the spirit than unity. Yeah. And so that's what we're praying for today. So, hey, let's dive in right now. So I wanna look at Colossians chapter three, verse 12 together. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, his church, the set apart, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I love that scripture because it says clothe yourself. And that's what we're doing today. We're, we're making a decision to clothe ourselves with compassion. Correctly. It might not be natural, it might not be our go-to, but today we're making the choice. And so that's what we're doing this conversation. We're gonna make a decision. Hey, we're gonna clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. And in verse 13, it says, bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you have grievances against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And that's the hope of the world, isn't it? That perfect unity. You know, so with all this going on, You know, I remember just watching, you know, the video with George Floyd and the the weight of that moment. I mean, you just can't explain it. And I think the question is like, what does it take to get our attention? Does it take something like that to get us to wake up to know what's going on? You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just think like, you know, as a, as a nation, I think a lot of us, not meaning to, have been asleep to what's been going on. We've had conversations about what is the issue. Right. 
you know? What is reality? I mean, you know, what, what, what has been going on? You know, it's not just <laughs> this one moment. You know, we've had conversations about like, what is the reality of what's happening right now? Well, the reality is basically comes from, it's a part of society, you know? Um, unfortunately, racism is a part of society and it's something that's been going on for, you know, decades. Yeah. You know, George Floyd isn't the first person. Right. And as long as racism is still around, he won't be the last person. Right. But, um, but as, you know, as a person being in the faith, like we look forward to, you know, change. So I always like kind of envision it like now, like literally just like now, because for a long time, I feel like I've been hopeless. And when it comes to, you know, racism and everything like that, because it feels like, you know, things won't change. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's I've been praying for a long time. So when people tell me to pray, it's like I've been praying, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> that's praying is not nothing new. But after a while, you know, it's like, OK, like is anything going to change when it comes to like these type of issues? Right. And everything like that, especially a lot of stuff that I've, you know, I've dealt with in the past. Um, but as a man of faith, you know, we got to try our best to remain strong and be, you know, be hopeful and be look forward to the future mm -hmm. of things that can actually change, you know. And I just feel like we're we're actually going towards that right now. And I think the reason why is because America is actually, you know, hearing out for the first time, like, and actually paying attention and listening to, like, the pain that's been going on for so long. Mm. Yeah. I feel like this topic is so hard for so many, especially, you know, me being raised in the culture that I was raised in. Mm -hmm. This wasn't reality. This wasn't prevalent. I remember it, was, it wasn't until college when I first realized, you know, racism is still a thing. Right. Um, and I remember with that moment of like, yo, that's not right. Uh, but I think this is a topic that is, is, is super hard because if you haven't experienced it, it almost is something that you can deny that it's even real. Right. Right. It's like that's I've never seen that. Right. And I think a lot and I think that's also too, a lot of us haven't haven't seen that up close and personal. Like we've always saw videos and stuff like that. But we never saw a video mm. that was like, wow, whoa, yeah. we saw that how it played out from beginning to the end. So mm. a lot of people actually compare that into what they did back in the day is like, you know, lynchings. So that was kind of like a modern day, like lynching. So I think that was another thing of that took place that woke up a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there's such a disconnect if it's not your reality. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And like that human, that human disconnect. Cause I remember when this went down, like I was like so heavy with the whole George Floyd thing. And then, then seeing all the protests and all the, you know, the rights starting to break out. And I was like, I felt in that place of just feeling hopeless, helpless. I don't know what to do, you know? I think, you know, we, we can't sit, and if it's not a reality, we can't sit in a place of denial to say, it's not real, it's not a, we have to step into place and say, hey, this is going on and it's not okay. Right. 
it's not, it's not right. And I think what I love about today, what I love about this conversation is I love that it, it's in a place that the church should be the place where these conversations are happening because the church is the place of hope, you know? And so if we don't, if we don't have those conversations here, then we're never going to be able to find those next steps. We're never going to be able to, to take steps into the future that I believe God has designed for humankind, this whole perfect unity, you know, in one place. But there's two things, you know, there's the, the denial that it's not, not really happening. And then there's that, the whole thing of despair, mm. you know, where, where people don't have any hope of it ever coming out, you know, coming on the other side of it. You know, how do we get out? And I think it's hard. It's hard to be in that place, you know, of, of not feeling like there's a way to escape where we are and to really step into the future of, of what God has for us. Right. You know, and I feel like even um, for a lot of people, it's hard to take a step forward because they're worried about getting it right. Right. And they, they don't want to get it wrong. And uh, I mean, it's hard, you know, when people are so worried about like what to post or what to it's do is, you know, it's like this, this is a human thing. This is a human issue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I think just for us to look internal and be like, all right, you know, we might not have the right things to say, but something's got to be messed up on in the inside of us to where we say something, mm -hmm. you know, and even approaching this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's real easy for um, people to be in denial about it. Like you, like you said earlier, where if you're actually not dealing with the problem, like you, you don't really know about it, or you mm -hmm. don't know too much about it. Because for a long time, like I've, I've had <clears throat> many friendships with all types of people from all different walks of life and mm -hmm. different races and stuff like that. But you know, it, it's a, you know, it's a difference. So if like racism comes in all different ways, all mm -hmm. different layers, and everything like that, so. You have a such thing called systematic racism. So systematic racism is something that you don't see right in front of your eyes. It's something that I'm living through at this, you know, very moment, you right. know what I mean, in everyday life. So that's why sometimes you, people can be in denial of something because they just don't know, mm. you know. So I think even now is the time to a lot more people are going to be educated about a lot of things that's happening through racism that they actually can't even see. Yeah. Yeah. And taking those steps into that relationship to ask the hard questions. Right. Right. Cause like, I don't want to approach it cause I don't, I, that might be awkward. <laughs> right. right. Do I ask you how you're doing mm -hmm. right now? Or like, is that, is that overstepping the lines? I think for a lot of people, they think that, you know, like I don't want to be awkward about it, but like, this is something that has to be talked about. Yeah. It's like something we can't shy away from, you know, especially with the church being a body. You think about that. Like if you're the arm and I'm the leg, when the arm hurts, the leg knows it, right? And the leg feels it too because you're part of the same body. Right. And I think just stepping into that, that space of empathy, you know, because I, I was talking to a couple of people that were like, I, I just couldn't watch. I couldn't watch the video all the way through. I just couldn't make myself do it. I say, you better get back on that computer and watch the whole thing through. Yeah. We have a responsibility as Christians, a responsibility of Christ followers to look and watch. 
to see it, to see the pain, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I think we can't shy away from it. No, we can't. We you, just can't. As like, and as Christians, like at the end of the day, this has to do, deal with a uh, heart condition. So in yeah. racism, it's it's sin. It's a, it's oh, another yeah. form of sin. For so sure. we just have to call we have to call those things out, just like we would call out lies and you know murder and all all the like all those kind of things that go on that yeah. we call out. And that's this is just another form of sin. Right. Right. But it really is about looking inside and asking yourself the hard questions. You know, is there anything in me? Uh, but more importantly, like, not what am I saying, but maybe even what am I not saying? Like, what am mm. I not doing right now? You know, how am I not reaching out to somebody and caring? Um, because I think right now more than ever, like, people need, they need that, that hope, you know? They need that uh, encouragement and... Absolutely. You know, but I, I do think it's it's one of those things to internalize. And like, even last week we were talking about, you know, that space of waiting for the Holy Spirit, that place of repentance. You know, it's that place of looking inside and saying, God, is there anything in me that separates me from you? I think what we're seeing is a, a huge display of people without God. Racism, that is a place where God is not in that, you know? And, and when we find ourselves in that space where there's that separation, there's that hatred that's, we have to look inside, even that, that content with how it is. And I, you know, that, that's even a sin, just to be content with like, ah, mm. it's not my thing. It's not my thing, I don't have to deal with it, right. Yeah, we're really looking and saying, God, break my heart for this, you know? If you're not crying over this, you need to pray. And say, God, break me for this, because this is breaking his heart, and I think just, you know, stepping into that, but you know, what are some ways that we can move forward? Because, uh, you know, in our home, we're like, as much as we can, how do we educate ourselves? Because we didn't grow up like this. We don't know, you know, everything about the history of it. But now I want to, I want to educate myself as, as a church community. We're, we're going to take steps towards that. Um, but yeah, I mean, where do you where do you start? You know, I think where where we start is basically what we're doing exactly right now. Yeah, is actually you know knowing the other side of the story mm -hmm. and knowing where this comes from. Because if you don't understand it, if you don't understand something, then you for sure not gonna be able to try to fix the problem. Yeah. So I think that's the like those like those baby steps have to come into play first before we can even aim for the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So that's what I feel like, you know, and actually getting to the place where we're all comfortable with mm. sharing, you know, how we feel and asking those difficult questions. Yeah. And everything like that. Yeah. A space of vulnerability. Yeah. It's hard though. No, it is tough. But I feel in that beautiful space is where God's calling us to because it's that perfect community. It's that, it's that being one, you know. And I think there's such a difference in, and I think we're seeing a lot of people feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Like they feel bad about what's going on, you know, and you hear even a lot of the, the white community just like apologizing up and down, like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, because there's, this, there's this, such a guilt that comes with this. I think there's such a difference between like 
guilt and repentance, right? Because the guilt is like, let's lay down and cry about it. Let's, you know, but then once this moment moves on, mm. we're going to move on. But there's that space where Jesus came and said, I want you to repent. I want you to turn from where you are and go a different direction. I feel like that's so crucial yeah. for us right now. You know, to not just feel guilty about it, but to take that step to move. Take that step. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, we're all family. I feel like one of those big steps can be, you know, if we if we all family, hey, you know, family, what family does best is they're there for each other. Mm. And they stick up for each other. That's right. Like case in point, I think, and I'm not sure if you even realize it, when we had one to, what was that, Panama? I think we was like coming back. We was coming back from there. I'm not sure where airport was at. It might've been Miami. But we was coming back and we were like walking through and they had the dogs and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I know from that moment, like the reason why I got picked out of so <laughs> yeah, I remember that so so yeah, many, out of everybody like, they were honed like, in they were honed in on me bring the dogs over search my stuff and in that moment you was very confused like what the heck is going on right and even even then I saw like you know Elijah like you, you was like at the, you just kind of like really got came to like my defense like hey what's what's going on like he's not doing anything. Right. We just came from a job, like, why? Why is this even happening type of thing? Right. But, you know, they're taught, like, when they see somebody like me, like, I'm automatically a threat. Mm. But he, but I felt very comfortable once you came to my defense. It was like, okay, I'm not in this alone in this moment. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's such a good point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember that moment and it being, like, a little confused, but at the same time, like, I know what's going on right now. And that's so not right. And I think when, when we realize the reality is when we can speak to it and step up, right? right? But I think it's, it's when we stay silent when it's, it's, that's wrong, you know? It, right. it's, it's when we, we need to really like, yeah, like you said, like know what's going on and step into it and say, hey, that's my family and that's not right. Right. You know, even though it might feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. It's huge, <laughs> it's huge. I remember that day. Yep. That was wild, but I think there's so much of that that's that's prevalent. But if you're not educated in it, I think it does kind of go over your head sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, talk. That was just so random that they picked you. <laughs> you know, but like when you're aware and you're like, you know what? No, this is this is wrong. I need to use my voice right now. Step in, be like, yo, what's going on, y'all? Like, because right, when you stepped in, brother. they kind of they laid off. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you didn't step in, I probably would have been in the back, and they probably would have took. You know, higher measures. Totally. <laughs> totally. And I think those, those steps of repentance is really like, hey, how, right now, how can we step into a place of education, mm. right? How can we read books and watch documentaries and, and really educate ourselves in what has taken place, but also what is still going on? Um, and I think the beautiful space of that even is conversations, right? It's that being transparent. I, I thank you for the friendship. And for the ability to call you and be like, yo, bro, this might sound like a stupid question, right. um, but tell me, you know? <laughs> and, and you're so grace-filled grace in that space. Um, say, that's all right, you know? Because you're probably thinking, that was the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, but, but you're okay with it. You're okay to let me be transparent. Let me be ignorant, if you would, um, but in love. And I love that about you. And I think if more people would have those kind of relationships um, to step out and be like, hey, 
We don't look alike, obviously. Right. We don't come from the same background. We didn't grow up in the same neighborhood or the same culture. But the beautiful thing is that we can step into this knowing, hey, we're going to make efforts on both sides. Say, how can we build this relationship as a family to bring perfect unity? Say, I, I don't understand everything, and you might not understand everything, but we're going to meet in the middle, mm. right? And it's that place of repentance saying, God, I'm sorry. But yeah, we're going to feel the guilt of this. this. This is a moment that's not right in history. It, it's, not, it's not okay. We can't move forward just doing nothing. That's not an option. Nope. Um, I believe that Jesus is really calling us to stand up and step up and speak out. But it is the place of vulnerability. I'm reminded of the scripture in Isaiah chapter 61. And it's, it's a prophecy that Isaiah spoke about. And then we see Jesus in the New Testament fulfilling this prophecy and actually passing it on to his disciples, which then in turn passes on to us. And I love how he pictures what his calling was. And I want to read this because I think this is so vital for this time, especially being a contagious church, right? Where we're alive in the spirit. We're not just meeting together to be a cool mm -hmm. church or a cool movement or even being hope filled, but we're, we're filled with the power of God and power of the spirit. But I think this is the beautiful picture of, of what we're called to do in this moment. Uh, it, is, it says, the spirit of the so sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And then check this out. He says, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Now, this is for every moment because I feel like there's, there's specific times in history where there are brokenhearted. And mm. right now, you're brokenhearted, right? Because of what's going on. It's causing such frustration, yeah. anger, fear. I mean, you got all these, these things. And, and Jesus saying, hey, in that moment, I am sent to bind up. And the picture he gives is this bandage that wraps around a broken wound wow. or a broken bone. And it's creating a space where it's okay to process because the bone's still broken, but it's okay to process. And I think as the church right now, we have to step up and create a space that binds up so that people can heal. Because if we just like, it's okay, we'll pray for you. Or, <laughs> you know, the, the silly things that we say. Um, it, but if we step into that for real and say, hey, let me pray for you right now. Let's pray through this. Hey, call me. Let's process what is going on. Hey, educate me, right? L let's, let's dive into this. I want to know what's going on, what's been going on. Right. I mean, I just remember all the stories you, you, you told me, you know, and just in our conversations, and I'm like, eyes open, you know? Now I'm looking for it. Now I'm like, you better not in front of me because <laughs> I'm going to make sure that uh, we say something about it. Because in, in my job, reading the scripture is like, I am sent to bind up the brokenhearted, whoever's, whoever's broken. And then he says, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day mm. of vengeance of our God, to, uh, to comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them the crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. I think that's a beautiful picture of the church, that right now our job is to speak hope and life into the situation and what looks like absolute chaos, what looks like absolute impossible situation. But we're saying, you know what? No, we're going to start here. This may look way bigger than us, but we're having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on my couch. Let's talk. You know, how can we move forward? 
you know, this scripture is a beautiful picture of what it looks like. And, and Jesus gives us this mission. But Binding of the Brokenhearted, you know, there might be some watching that don't know where to start, right? They might be in that space where they're, they're starting to ask the questions and, you know, really navigate their heart. But what would you say would be like the, those, those next steps or the, how do you break into that, creating that space of being present? right, to the help in the, the healing process? I would say um, that first step would be, you know, support. Mm. Um, and support can be shown in so many different ways that mm. we're, in my community, like, we could use that help when it comes to, you know, resources, when it comes to, like, education and mm. job opportunities, like, all those different opportunities that you or somebody else might have at their fingertips. Mm. And I've experienced that with our friendship mm. um, multiple times, like countless times, um, with, you know, the things I need to, with the, you know, with our youth movement uh, takeover. And, you know, the, when it comes to video ideas and, and those opportunities and those job opportunities like that, like, and those resources that place me in different arenas, like, even when I step in the room, it's like, sometimes I do get the feeling like, oh, wow, I didn't expect him to walk through those, <laughs> walk through those doors. But mm -hmm. those opportunities create so many different things that I've been, been experiencing. And so I would like to know, like, what, you know, what made you make that switch or mm -hmm. made you realize, you know, that those things are needed? Yeah. You know, I grew up in the Burbs. And so we we were always raised to celebrate culture and went to Indonesia after I graduated high school and spent time over there. So it was, it was really a, like, we love all cultures, races, all that stuff. So it wasn't anything uh, in my heart of like racism. I didn't even know it existed until I went to college. Right. And uh, one of my friends in college, you know, dealt with that with uh, getting pulled over and multiple police officers coming to his every time he got pulled over and I'm like, bro, oh, man. What, what, is, what is going on right now? Why do you have four cops behind you? And, and so it was very eye-opening for me and just having conversations with him. I think from that moment on, I was like, that's not right. And I, I need to make a decision. I think when we see things like this happen, it really, it, it helps us investigate ourselves, you know, to know, is that in me? But then number two, like, what am I gonna do with it, mm. right? And, uh, and so like, I, I had to make a decision to say, when I see that happen, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna stay silent? Because I believe if you stay silent, it's just as bad as doing it. You might as well join Absolutely. in. Absolutely. You might as well jump right in. Because if you're not using your voice to empower and to help, then you're using your voice, your non-voice, to <laughs> help and support what's going on. Right. And uh, yeah, so I think for me, it was really a looking internal and saying, God, I don't, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I would ask you, you know, wherever you're watching from today, to look inside and say, what am I doing to be a part of the solution? Right? How am I binding up the brokenhearted? How am I standing up when I see something that's not right? And I really think it's, it's going into every situation, eyes wide open, and saying, all right, I'm paying attention. Is there something that's wrong in this room? Do I have a power to empower someone else? Mm. And it, it might be anything. You know, you can look at every situation and say, how can I use my voice right now to say, you know what, right now, black lives matter. And, and, and right now, not all lives 
matter equally. And so until that happens, we're making that step. And I'm going to say with my voice, my powers, my resources, hey, I know my brother, you know, something's not right. And I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a step in to say, you know, something about it. Um, so I would, I would ask you just to look internal right now. Ask yourself the question, you know, where, where are you? Are your eyes open to it? Are your eyes open to see what is actually going on? How are you moving forward into creating that space of healing for somebody? Or even using your voice and your power to really push forward the movement of God, bringing perfect unity. That's a beautiful space. And so, you know, us as change, we're, we're making a step. We're making a declaration as a church that we're not going to be ignorant to this anymore. You know, and, and maybe, you know, we haven't been uh, wherever you are, you know, wherever you're watching from today, you might have been in a place of ignorance and it might not have been something that you intentionally did or have been sitting in. But from here on, we're going to make steps um, and we're going to educate ourselves and I want to even, we're going to have a, a link in the chat right now of a Zoom room that we're going to have on Tuesday. If you want more information, make sure you fill out your info. But we're having these conversations because we're creating a safe place to process and make a plan. What are we doing as a church? How are we combating this? Because obviously we're not called to just sit by the wayside, but he said, I've been anointed to now preach good news, but to bind the brokenhearted, right? To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's big job. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do it together, you know? So education, praying for one another, reaching out, a place of conversation to be safe and to know that, hey, God wants us to bear with each other. Absolutely. And I, and I even think during this time too, um, I know a lot of people that's dealing with the same thing, the frustration, the anger. Like we gotta also make sure that we're prayed up. Um, because I know this past week, like it's been like like really extremely rough on me, like mentally, physically, spiritually. And I noticed like certain things started like, you know, growing and it was like like the anger started building yeah. and the part when it comes to like being hopeless, that started building. So I'm encouraging those, like if you feel like you're going through that, like just make sure you say prayed up during this time, you know, getting your word even more because you don't need to be living in fear. You don't need to be living in anger Yeah, and all those kind of things. Yeah. And really praying through to having that anger turn into a righteous anger right. to do something with it. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like God gives us those moments. And Jesus even said, don't sin out of your anger. Like basically, you're going to be angry, but what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sin or are you going to use it as a righteous anger and say, you know what? This is not okay. And I'm going to use all this energy oh, yeah. to pour into making a difference. Right. And I think that's, that's what I'm praying through. Is and, like, yeah, God, and, help me in that. And I, and I even said to myself, like, okay, I'm not going to live in this anger, but what I'm going to do now is... I'm definitely going to be speaking out more and doing, right. doing a lot more to fix the issue yeah. of racism. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it, it is a thing, and I want to do this at the ending of this, this time together, but I want to pray to look internal mm -hmm. and say, God, you know, if there's anything in us that is causing this or that's causing a veil of ignorance, right? A place where we're not, you know, knowingly doing it, but is there spaces in us that is just going on like nothing's happening 
um, because I think both places are wrong, you know? Um, So as we kind of close today, I want to encourage wherever you're watching from, would you just take a moment and just open yourself up, open your heart up to God and just have a place of surrender. Um, I think that's the beautiful place of repentance is that place of being open and saying, God, search my heart, search my mind, um, search me. And uh, Doc, I would love for you to pray for us to kind of lead us out. But wherever you are, would you just open yourself up and just say, hey, God, I really just want to be transparent right now. I want to be open. I want to say, God, help help me see what's going on in my heart, what my what my life. And I think this is a the, the washing of repentance. You know, where John said, I'm I'm preparing the way for God. So we're gonna baptize in water. It's that cleansing, you know, to say, God, is there anything in us so that we can approach these types of conversations with absolute purity? Saying, hey, my my heart, my intention is to bring healing. My intention isn't to get frustrated and get mad, but my intention is say, how can we grow closer? Because mm-hmm. out of this beautiful relationship, we're going to show the world how to do it right. Uh, so would you pray for us, man? Sure, absolutely. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you for allowing us to just even come together um, mm-hmm. to be able to have these conversations and be able to come together with the word and start bringing peace more peace to this world god yes i pray that um those that may struggle with um you know with racism that you will start just renewing their mindsets Mm. renewing their hearts god because we at the end of the day we know that it is you know it's a heart condition and we just know that in the past god you have delivered those that dealt with those type of issues and we truly believe god that if with the power of your prayer, God, that things can change and things mm-hmm. will change. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.